Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here's your host, Alex Garrett. Ladies and gentlemen, you could have been anywhere in the world tonight, but you're here with us in New York City. Are you ready? I know I am. Hey, I'm Alex Garrett, your host for this episode and everything Alex Garrett Podcasting. And this podcast specifically focuses on topics that should be trending. And, well, you know what they say, right? Oh, it's a shoe fit. Well, that line means so much to me. Find out why next on Alice Garrett Podcasting, where we wear that shoe proudly. Oh, yes, we do here on Alex Garrett Podcasting. And happy, happy Saturday. We are into Labor Day weekend. I'm Alex Garrett. Uh, Saturday sit down, no guests, but a lot of thoughts. Uh, Busy day yesterday, but I'm glad to be back here with you. Firstly, I, I want to say a prayer tonight. I want to say a couple things. Firstly, I hope that the Kentucky Derby is run without much interference. I know there's protests planned because that is the same state as Breonna Taylor's uh, killing at the hands of police. So we're expecting protests there. Let's pray it only stays peaceful. I uh, hope the Islanders win tonight against the Flyers. Because you know what? To go up against the Flyers, uh, what, 3-1? to one? Now be tied heading to Game 7. Charlie Baldy, I hope they don't get their doors blown off tonight. I hope that Anders and Barzal and Clutterbuck and, you know, Verlamov, all of them can stay strong in this Game 7. It's going to be a tooth and nail game. We know that much as the last three games have actually gone to overtime. So those are my three early thoughts right away. Alex G in NYC is my Twitter, which, by the way, and Instagram, if you check out dictionary.com and the hashtag Festivus, I found out my Instagram was tagged because I said, you know, when I post a link, it's like Festivus where everybody grieves, uh, you know, lists their grievances on my page. So dictionary.com. Featuring Alex G and NYC. Very strange, but pretty cool at the same time. But there's uh, numerous thoughts, and my final thought about today will be going to the new localism, which is uh, inspired by Bruce Katz and Jeremy Nowak. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But speaking of the new localism, speaking of New York City, and America. Have you noticed that your American flag has been 
at half mast since March, pretty much, honoring the dead, honoring those who have died from COVID-19, honoring those who have been vicious, uh, you know, killed in police brutality. I wish I could say they also honored those killed within the protests and the rioting. I wish I could say that also should be lowered for cops that are killed in the line of duty. But sadly, that's not why they're lowered. They're lowered for COVID and only police brutality. Let's be honest. There are cops being killed as well during this ordeal. And, and we have to acknowledge it. And other protesters as well uh, who have been shot. Kids have been shot in this whole Mess of a year, 2020. Uh, the flag is lowered half mast for them as well, at least here on Alex Garrett Podcasting. But more so than that, okay, more so than that, wouldn't we want to end 2020 on a strong note? On a high flying note, isn't it time to get our city, our country? Our beautiful American flag flying at full mast again, flying at full strength, flying at full health here in New York City and elsewhere. Shouldn't that be the goal? We don't want to be left at half mast for the rest of our lives. We don't want to be left to be a shrinked. How do you say it? A shriveled up American flag. No, we want, and I want, to speak into existence. By the end of 2020, this crazy, horrific, tragic year. And on some parts, it's been a good note. Maybe for you, it's been a good note. Maybe this quarantine slowed you down to the point where you were able to be more successful and develop better habits. If so, now that's how you should have utilized your COVID-19 experience. That is how you should have. But overall, in what is considered a tragic year, in a, a year of quote unquote, darkness and death, we must see brightness in this country. We must see full strength. We must see full health. And we must all work together to get there. Because we could talk about the darkness. We could talk about America's brightness. We could talk about all that. But our, what are we doing to get us out of that quote-unquote darkness and back into the brightness? Are we doing anything together or are we bickering? Because right now all I see in our feeds is bickering and no, not this, but this way. Yes, you know, it's not solution-based conversation and it needs to be because the only way we're going to be successful is if we are solution based together bringing our flag up from half mass raising it fully up the American flagpole to where it should be at full health and at full strength I'm tired of seeing death I'm tired of seeing the death numbers I'm tired of seeing the American flag look so sad at half mast I'm tired of it we must raise it proudly again here and everywhere in America toward the end of 2020 and if that vaccine comes in by November 1st then maybe I'm right 
that more than 25% comes back into the study. I hope so. I can only hope so. So there's that. Then I rolled past. I don't know if you saw it on Alex GNYC on my Twitter, Facebook, Real Alex Garrett on on uh, my Facebook page, Alex Garrett Podcasting. But there was a Dwayne Reed that was horrifically boarded up. They said, we're open, but because our windows are broken, because of the riots and looting, we have to board up, but we're open. For the first time tonight, since I rolled past it, and I'm sure it's been that way for a long time, I saw the boards off. I saw the windows repaired. I saw a thriving Dwayne Reed again in Soho. And you know what that reminded me of? (laughs) That there's a difference between saying we will rebuild New York City and we are rebuilding New York City and we have rebuilt our store in New York City. We've seen a lot of restaurants, a lot of people go to hard work once they found out they could reopen. Say, we have reopened. We have been rebuilding. It wasn't the mayor that did it. It wasn't the governor that did it. It was us. We have. So those who are in New York City and have that mentality of, oh no, we're not just going to say we'll rebuild. We're going to rebuild. We are rebuilding. There is a big difference between we will rebuild, hashtag we will rebuild, and we are rebuilding. A tremendous difference. So what are you going to say? Hashtag we will rebuild or hashtag we have been rebuilding. We are rebuilding. We are rebuilt. That's the solution. That's the final result, isn't it? To make sure we hashtag we are rebuilt. I never hear of that and process. I only hear we will rebuild. Hashtag we will rebuild. I never hear hashtag we are rebuilt. Let's start making that a trend. Once it's finally come to that conclusion that Amer- that New York City is truly rebuilt. But it's not the leadership that's rebuilding us. It's that hard-working Dwayne Reed franchise owner that paid to get those windows fixed and hopefully the city reimburses them. After all, they didn't have any presence of police to stop it, so they should pay for the broken windows, shouldn't they? You know, how ironic. The group that said broken windows was so terrible has now let windows be broken in New York City. Let me say that again. The groups that say broken windows was terrible, a terrible policy, has actually let the windows of New York City be broken. A tale of two cities indeed, my friends. A tale of two cities where they say, we don't want broken windows policy, but we'll let you break our windows. That is the message we got from our administration here in 2020. That was for Mayor de Blasio a look at the new New York City under his watch. Are we going to let him stay that course? We better not. 
We better not. But remember, we have gone from criticizing as New York City a leadership has went from criticizing broken windows to allowing broken windows. Ha! And people want to come back? Who would want to come back? I'm praying that they come back. I believe that New Yorkers will come back. But really, who wants to come back to a city where people are allowed to break windows? Am I saying some false stuff? I don't think so. Because we saw boarded up businesses left, right, and center. And how'd that work out for us? Well, businesses like Dwayne Reed left to fend for themselves. They rebuild. They take off the boards to make sure the window is better. They are looking fresh again. I didn't think when I saw that on TV, we would ever see a fresh New York uh, uh, storefront. But Dwayne Reed on, I think, Reed Street or Dwayne Street, they've got it. Thank God. It's a little further, actually, into South Soho. And so this turns to the bigger thing. Because earlier this week, uh, President Trump wanting to defund New York City and other quote-unquote anarchist cities. Which, by the way, there is some serious uh, happening with that. Um, did you see the Daily News this week? This was, this was interesting. Daily News this week, after the report by the Post saying... Trump wanted to defund New York. Uh, turns out it's already happening. Now, wait, what? What do you mean it's already happening? Well, let me tell you. According to the New York Daily News this week, the Trump administration has stripped, will be stripping millions of dollars in coronavirus aid for the state. It's a gum punch no one saw coming. And what happened is FEMA snuck in rules that say the operation of schools and other public facilities are no longer considered emergency protective measures eligibility eligible for reimbursement. These are not immediate actions. This coming from the FEMA to protect public health and safety. City and state governments will no longer be able to receive FEMA reimbursements for sanitizing buses, subways, cars, schools, public housing. What is going on? You know, a week ago, we talked about how great it was that FEMA and Governor Cuomo, yes, agreed to extending the unemployment benefits and bringing more on. But this is a dramatic step back. Because they couldn't even use FEMA funds now to buy temperature scanners. A policy change that went into effect this week. And so the new localism, which I'll get to right now, is exactly what we need to talk about um, on this podcast today. Read an interesting New York Times article that brought me to Bruce Katz and new localism. New localism is about... the private-public partnership. How cities can really invest in that private uh, business. 
and I think that's great. Unfortunately, here in New York, small businesses still don't have their keys yet. Many of them don't, and we're, we're, we got to get them back to them. We got to get their keys back to them for us to survive as a city. But Bruce Katz and Jeremy Nowak, uh, the late Jeremy Nowak, have this website, thenewlocalism.com. And they have stories of how a dying city transformed into one of the wealthiest of the world. Copenhagen, they use as an example. 17.5% unemployment rate there in the late 1980s. Loss of taxing. Annual budget deficit of $750 million. Government policy subsidized the outmitigation of families to the outskirts of Copenhagen. Leaving a city overrepresented by pensioners, college students, neither of whom greatly contributed to the city's tax revenue. To cure this deficit and this unemployment... Amazingly, Social Democratic Mayor of Copenhagen, Jens Kramer Mickelson, Prime Minister Paul Schluter of the Conservative People's Party, and Social Democratic Party leader Sven Auken all came together and invested in housing and state-of-the-art infrastructure. They developed public land within the city's borders that have been left idle and unused. Those are some interesting stories, considering that our mayor has just been selling land to developers. And I don't know what's going on. Some of them are working. Some of them aren't. Construction sites during all this, it's been topsy-turvy. Some projects went on. Some projects didn't. Anyway, uh, what Copenhagen did was they said they were going to use public land um, within the city's borders, which led to a new publicly owned, privately managed corporate vehicle that could regenerate large areas in the city's core. We want private, the private sector to be involved in this city again, don't we? That might help, wouldn't it? There was a reason why we were so ticked that they scared Amazon away. I mean, the $3 billion tax break, they didn't really sell it to us well, but we were also ticked they left, that Amazon left. Why? Because we knew we needed that private sector in an Astoria that needed it so badly. Well, I've got a story for you that is hand-in-hand hand with this new localism. And again, newlocalism.com. What are they about? Really quickly, I'll tell you, and then I feel like what we're seeing just announced last month is, is part of this goal here. New growth models prioritizing innovation, inclusion, and sustainability. New governance structure that are multi-sectoral and entrepreneurial. And new financial mechanisms that unlock public wealth and organize private and civic capital around a public purpose. So to use the private sector is part of their plan, and I totally am on board with this, by the way. And they're trying to help Philly at New Localism, uh, and they have a book, The New Localism, as well. I really want to get Mr. Katz on to discuss this. Um, but let me tell you what's happening. 
amidst all the chaos, this this shooting, the skyrocketing number of shootings under that umbrella of that, and then we got lockdown continuing. We got who knows how many years it will take for the city to recover economically. We've got only twenty five percent forecasted to come back to the city. But there is something amazing happening. In partnership with CUNY, the City University of New York, 27 CEOs have launched the New York Jobs CEO Council to prepare New Yorkers in low-income and diverse communities for the future of work. They aim in this council to hire 100,000 New Yorkers by 2030, including 25,000 CUNY students. So this is a partnership with the, with the City University of New York, New York City Department of Education, CareerWise New York, and local government to meet employer needs for skilled workers and, and connect untapped talent within demand jobs. I will keep an eye on this to see how much progress these 27 CEOs make. Dr. Gail Mello will be serving as the executive director. I think it's a great plan. I think finally we have some solution here. Yes, let's welcome the CEOs this time. Bezos, Zuckerberg, uh, Jack from Twitter. Uh, um, slip of my mind, some of these names. But yes, let's welcome the big CEOs into the city and rejuvenate it. That is one way to do this, New York. That, that is a way to, look, Lord & Taylor's Fifth Avenue flagship that they could no longer have and they sold off, Amazon's moving in there. Okay, Amazon is moving to Fifth Avenue. So yes, we scared them from that big project by having a, you know, Leaders out there say, no, we don't want it. And then they got scared off, so they left. They didn't come back. Well, it turns out they are coming back to Fifth Avenue, to the former Lord & Taylor store, um, 41st. But here's what this program is going to do. They will collaborate with, with educational institutions, community organizations, and nonprofits to, skilled, to hire skilled workers meet employer needs and connect New Yorkers, focusing on low-income, black, Latino, and Asian communities with the skills they need for today and tomorrow's workplace. 100,000, as I said, New Yorkers by 2030, job opportunities and apprenticeships for 25,000 CUNY students. And Andrew Cuomo, I just mentioned a couple of minutes ago the we will rebuild, that's what he was saying, as we work to will, we will as we work to build back better from this virus, New York is confronting the injustice of underserved communities who serve who pay the higher price. Well, they are building back Governor Cuomo. I think in resilience despite of you, but I'm glad you're on board with this program. Did you know that uh, there are 400,000, less than 400,000 unemployed workers. Less than 
but significantly more job openings in New York from 18 to 19. That unemployment in the Bronx was 85% higher than Manhattan. Same time, jobs in the high demand have not been filled with less than 400,000 unemployed. So basically, they're trying to close the economic gap this way. New York Job CEO Council members will use their collective resources, capital, and network to scale proven employer solutions, build on successful models, and share best practices to maximize the job council's impact for New Yorkers and low income. Okay, so we got, they keep hammering that home. Low income, diverse communities. I want to know, can minority business owners get their keys back during this? I want to know, if we're focusing on the working aspect, what about the small business owner aspect? The minority business owner, the minority franchise owner of a bigger franchise uh, chain of stores. Let's just say we must also respect the business owner as we work hard to get people jobs. And I hope they do here. I hope that's the case. I, I really do. So here is who's going to be on this uh, council. Jamie Dimon, the CEO and chairman of J.P. Morgan Chase. Jeff Bezos, Amazon. Steve Corwin, you might know that name, uh, CEO of New York Presbyterian. John McAvoy, CEO of Con Edison. Rob Spire, the president and CEO of Tishman Spire, the construction company. Hans Vestberg, the CEO of Verizon. So you have all these different companies. Uh, Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella. I actually do not see Mark Zuckerberg's name on there. But let's see how this goes. Let's see how this coalition goes. Let's see how the hiring goes. And let's see how well these big CEOs can not only help those out of work, but let's see how they can help those small business owners who cannot open up yet. How they're going to be helped during this time of reopenings. You know, a lot of people still are not open, but with their seeing others reopen, it's probably like looking outside and seeing the neighbors playing and asking your mom or dad, hey, can I play with them? You're told no, not yet. And it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. In the future, they will expand to this thing to, uh, to in-demand jobs and support mid-career and transitioning workers. The leader of this, by the way, Dr. Gail Mello, who most, uh, most recently served as the president of LaGuardia Community College. Um, she developed and executed the college's strategy that increased credit enrollment, graduation rates, 
and dramatically expanded workforce development programs. And you can really read about this by just Googling it. And they also have a website, which I'm trying to get to right now. But just Google New York Jobs CEO Council. And let's see how they do. Let's keep track of that. Because if we're bringing 27 CEOs here, if we have Governor Cuomo saying he's partnering with Bill Gates uh, on the education front, what are the results of all that? I totally agree with my friend Zach Miller in asking that question. What are the results? At the same time, this feels in line with the new localism where we do involve, as Bruce Katz and Mr. Nowak say, let's involve the private sector. We cannot be afraid of the private sector. We cannot be afraid of Wall Street. Wall Street is what is part of our backbone here, our spine here. We don't tap into that. Our spine starts to get out of whack. And therefore, our economics get out of whack. So I really hope this New York Jobs Council works. I would encourage you to look it up. Uh, New York City Jobs Council, I think it's a very, very... I, you know, I'm optimistic. Let's, let's put that... I'm optimistic. I'm hopeful about this. I do agree we have to keep our eye on it, but I'm hopeful. Because if you're not hopeful, <laughs> then you're not helping move things forward. I, I, am, I am a proponent of this. This feels like a public-private partnership, something that only seems to happen when, as I mentioned, the Economic Development Corporation gets this uh, COVID pro quo by Mayor Bill. Masks, surgical equipment come in at a hundred at one hundred twenty million dollar transaction, and the guy gets on the board of the EDC a week after. Oh my God, that's receiving the money. I mean, that's quid pro COVID right there. But this is different. This is the kind of public private partnership New York City needs to get through this to get people who are suffering from unemployment back in there a hundred thousand workers man i hope that happens i hope we get people working again that they can help and do what their spirit is which is hard working just go to nyjobsceocouncil.org that's nyjobs CEOcouncil.org. We can and will turn this city around. We will no longer be hashtagging, hashtag we will rebuild. Let's say hashtag we are rebuilding. And leave it at that for the moment. I'm Alex Garrett. Alex Garrett Podcasting. Please stay safe. Enjoy the Derby. If you're doing some indoor dining tonight, Uh, For the Islanders and Flyers, be safe, enjoy, hope they win it. And it was very cool to get to see Mr. Matt outside City Field uh, at the conclusion of the Subway Series 
on Thursday night. Just had to throw that in there. I'm Alex Garrett. We'll talk to you soon.